Speaking the truth to the state capitol, this is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, Wednesday, January 19th. Uh, we are not going to have whatever Wednesday if you've been paying attention. Uh, we've got... Uh, a crew of candidates, or in this case, incumbent uh, Deb Shore from the county board in the studio. Uh, welcome. Thanks for having me, Jack. I'm a regular listener, but this is the first time on the show, so yeah, it can glad get to be here. Well, appreciate it. It can be a little wild in here sometimes. Um, and so, yeah, we're not going to take callers. We're going to, you know, again, the commander is... is Somewhat new to radio. I haven't even been here a full year, so I always, uh, when either candidates or incumbents want to come on the show, literally, I want to get to know them. Uh, I have questions, a lot of the questions that, that you all have, but at the same time, uh, Deb Shore is, is running again, so she wants to serve our community. I have to remind you that it is Charlie Siege Day, whatever, doesn't even matter. We're still in a mask siege. Day five. Day five. Charlie Siege five. There you go. I said it. It's done. We're moving on. Uh, so no whatever Wednesday. Hold your calls. We'll get to them uh, sometime. You know what I mean? And... Let's get to know Deb Shore. Uh, first of all, welcome. Um, Thank you. I know you have served our community for many, many years. That, that's and, true. That's and, true. I've been on the county board for four terms. And you, you, you have pro- you probably uh, know my medium maybe better than I know my medium. I don't know. Whenever somebody's in office, I think, well. They know the issues, um, mm-hmm. they can articulate them, and that's why I'm happy you came in, so that we right. can talk about current issues, but we can also talk about, I guess, do we call it candidacy sure. for next yeah. term? Right, future yeah. issues. So, Well, first of all, let's just start with that, kind right. of your issues, your platforms, right. the things right. you're proud of, and, and why you want to keep serving. Well, um, it really has been an honor to serve uh, the uh, residents of, of Lincoln and Lancaster County. And, um, you know, as a, the election season uh, kind of came upon us within the last, I'll say, 18 months, I started to receive calls and personal conversations with um, longtime friends and supporters and constituents asking me to run again. Um, they were um, speaking very highly of, of the leadership I've provided and the work that I have done and, uh, you know, gave it a... A great deal of thought and um, really excited about what lies ahead and throwing my my name in for another term. Uh, one of the things that's important to me is keeping that conservative voice um, on the county board. And uh, we started doing fundraising and that is going extremely well. So campaign season is here and I'm excited about that. Um, I also think my historical knowledge is important. Uh, when you look back at some of the controversial issues that the county board has faced, I provide a lot of leadership on that. And um, we've got um, a relatively new county board. Uh, we've got three members that have not even yet served a full term. And our um, administrative team is relatively new. So I have that kind of historical knowledge and sure. context that would be helpful. And it's not that, well, because we've always done it that way, it's, you know, this is why we made that decision at that point in time. And, you know, how can we improve upon that or how have, how have times changed? So, Well, and there's something to be said. I mean, in, in, you cannot not be wise when you've mm-hmm. been there and mm-hmm. when you have turnover and you have a mm-hmm. young administrative staff and you have other commissioners that are kind of mm-hmm. getting to know the to and fro's of, of how to do right. things and what's important. Um, can you uh, just briefly, I mean, there's probably a lot, but 
what are maybe just over the years the top two or three highlights that you're excited about that you participated in um, on the board? You know, there are um, really two things that I'm, I'm most proud of. Um, I worked with the Railroad Transportation Safety District, and we can talk more about that later, to help provide funding uh, for the South Beltway. And that is going to be such a significant project, uh, taking the trucks off Highway 2 and just making uh, that roadway safer for the traveling public. And um, also I had the opportunity, I was elected by uh, county officials from across the state to serve as the president of the Nebraska Association of County Officials. So that was a great uh, leadership opportunity. And because of my leadership, was invited by President Trump to come to the White House and provide input on uh, issues important to local elected officials. So, Well, I have to stop there and we have to get a little more personal. How did you enjoy the White House? We had a, a wonderful time. We had a, a little uh, behind-the-scenes tour. Uh, we did not get to meet President Trump. He was not there that day, but I did get to meet Vice President Pence as well as various members of the Cabinet. So it was a great experience. I respect Vice President Pence, and people. there's probably some people in America that don't. But I do have to say, in observing him in that role, mm-hmm. I was impressed with kind of his calm and stoic nature Mm -hmm. and i know it's become over the years some kind of controversial thing but i'm just saying as a person that that worked around politics and high level Mm -hmm. decisions um his demeanor and just the way he kind of approached things i appreciate it very much the statesman yeah that's Mm -hmm. that's a that's a good word um looking forward what Mm -hmm. are some of the things i guess that I don't know if the word's excited about to campaign again, yeah. but I guess it's a process, and you're you're right. more in t- you're not you're always in touch with the voters. But like mm-hmm. you said, you're fundraising. I mean, mm-hmm. what are some of the things you're excited about? You know, doing it again. Well, there's um, three priorities for me. You know, moving forward um, during campaign season, and and hopefully um, for the next term. Uh, first one is to support infrastructure. I, I mentioned the the South Beltway before. We're always looking for new sources of revenue for infrastructure. Uh, the county only has property tax, so we need to find other revenue sources um, so we aren't so reliant um, upon um, our local property taxpayers. And uh, start to talk about the East Beltway. Uh, the South Beltway is, you know, maybe a year away from final completion, and we need to... Um, begin planning. We have a corridor outlined, but putting together that funding package because it's a much larger package yeah. project than the than the Beltway. Um, while this isn't um, in my district, I've been working very hard on the 33rd and Cornhusker project for uh, your listeners in the northern um, part of of the city. The number of trains that uh, cross that corridor daily and the delays that mm-hmm. the traveling public so working to solve uh, that logistical issue and um, continued fiscal responsibility is important to me uh, right now we have the lowest uh, levy that we've had um, in the past 10 years proud of that and um, also uh, transparency uh, Lancaster County has been um, called out for our open gov uh, format that is our uh, the way that we present our uh, budget and fiscal information it's right on the county website you can see every single dollar we spend and i want to make sure that we are um, continuing that um, i've been working to 
privatize a couple of the uh, functions of county government. So I want to make sure that, you know, if there are things that the uh, private sector can be doing better, that we're continuing that. Um, the county nursing home is an example, as well as the uh, mental health center. Those mm-hmm. are two things over um, my term that we have prioritized. And also election security. That's a really sure. hot topic. And um, I will say I, I have volunteered as a poll worker, so I've seen it from the inside. And um want to talk about, you know, increased training for our, our poll workers and increased monitoring uh, when that might be appropriate as well. Yeah, I mean, I think election security is going to remain a hot topic probably mm-hmm. not only through, you know, election this year, maybe next year. You know, I, my guess is in America that topic is going to go all the way to the next presidential election. Um, before we get to that, because I do have some questions mm-hmm. and, and, and you're tracking on those. Um, what have been some of the, I guess, political maybe changes or the dynamics locally here in Lincoln, Lancaster County? Or haven't there been, say, over the last decade or five mm-hmm. years? You know, um, when I first started on the board, we maybe had a controversial issue maybe once every two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems now we have a controversial issue two or three times every year. Yeah. And, um, you know, we can point to some of those um, confined animal feeding operations, uh, solar farms, wind farms. So there's a lot that impact um, our residents that we've had a lot of public hearings, a lot of opportunity for public comment. Do you think that some of that is just the natural course of uh, the Internet and social media or are they just topics that tend to get people fired up, I guess? Um, I think most of it has to do with the growth of Lincoln. Okay. And because, um, you know, as, as the city um, expands and we've got maybe more people that are moving out into the rural parts of Lancaster County for that quality of mm-hmm. life issue, um, they they become more engaged in the issues that are going to impact, you know, their home and, the, and their sure. lifestyle. So. Sure. Yeah, is it kind of the metropolitan kind of pushes out Mm -hmm. um you know you lose a little bit of that you know one of the funny things i was thinking in my head when you're talking about uh, the north side and and the railroad tracks is one of the things i like about lincoln is there is the feeling of kind of a bigger city but a small town Mm -hmm. atmosphere and and seeing the trains is at times nice and you're like, oh, this is great. It reminds me of when I'm rolling through a, a more rural community mm-hmm. in Nebraska, which I think if you're from yeah. Nebraska, you, you can't escape knowing that or having driven around the state and that feeling. But at the same time, as a growing municipality, you know, infrastructure and roads and bridges that kind of mesh together is a nice thing that everybody wants to have. But I'd hate to lose the feeling. You know, if that makes sense. Sure. I, I understand exactly <laughs> I, what you're I, saying. Even when I turn on to uh, I-80 off of 84th, right there, you know, kind of a, the Waverly exit, you have the railroad track. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're coming down 84th. And I just like that scene. Well, but then again, I don't want the train, you know, impeding all traffic flow. Right, right. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned um, Waverly, and I want to uh, call out Hickman as well. They are the two of the fastest growing communities in this state. Right wow. here in Lancaster County. So, wow. very proud of that. You know what? I didn't know that. It doesn't surprise me. I mean, mm-hmm. I, you kind of see it with Waverly, um, you know, just because you're going through there. Or I'm mm-hmm. going through there quite a bit. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I mean, um, yeah, and I think, too, again, there's just uh, people are engaged, but they're also engaged with, you know, getting tidbits of information. And that's one of the things and why, again, I'm happy to have you on the show. You know, Deb Shore from the county board is here 
because I'm trying to get more people energized in hearing the issues mm-hmm. and hearing both sides of the issues, and even if we disagree, to be able to talk about it and find compromises for the local community. And I'll go back to, I know it'll take longer, but we talk election security and integrity. Mm-hmm. And one of the questions, and you know, on the big state level, Probably the group is Nebraska Voter Accuracy Project that's looking at the whole state. And and when they've drilled down into Lancaster County, what a lot of calls I get and one of the things I'm concerned about is the Center for Tech and Civic Life, otherwise known as Zuckerbucks. You'll you you know, you've heard that term. Everybody listening to this show has. And in fact, we did take a grant. Mm-hmm. Um, in yeah. the last election, right, and you've been the first official that's been you know on to be able to talk about it and go oh, go okay. Here's what was going on, but when I look at it, I I have a couple of questions. Why did we need the grant, right? And at this point, with many lawsuits happening across the rest of the nation after the fact, how are you and the board kind of looking at that decision? Great. Um, Happy to talk about that. Um, this grant opportunity, uh, the county has a grant writer who brought this um, potential mm-hmm. funding uh, source to us. And at the time, it was, you know, during the very early days of the pandemic, and, you know, providing um, a safe way for voters to continue to be engaged in the process um, was important to us. Mm-hmm. And knowing that, um, you know, voters of all ages, um, particularly some of our elder voters, were going to be concerned about going out into a public place mm-hmm. uh, to, to vote. So we were beginning to discuss, you know, how we might make that um, voting opportunity safer, mm-hmm. uh, whether it meant additional PPE for the voting sites or to provide other ways for them other than the one drop box uh, we had at the election commissioner's office because it's not convenient for everybody to drive uh, to 48th and R. Right. And so this funding opportunity was brought to our attention and uh, we applied for it and um, received uh, $400,000. Our chair um, at the time was Sean Flowerday, so everyone uh, that I... I've heard say, well, this was Sean's grant. Well, no. Um, he just happened to be chair right, at the time, right. so his signature was on it. So uh, we applied for a little over $400,000, and I kind of have the breakdown for you of sure. how those funds were spent. No, I think it'd be good for the people to hear right. it, you know. Great. Um, we spent um, $11,000 on those additional drop boxes. They were in... Uh, 12 different uh, locations in the Lincoln City Libraries, and we also had one in Waverly mm-hmm. and one in Hickman in the uh, town halls there. Uh, we had to bring in additional staff because we knew, you know, every time that um, someone mails in a ballot, you know, they have their signature on the, on yes. the outside, that is cross-matched with their voter registration mm-hmm. card. And, you know, at uh, vote by mail just skyrocketed, and so we had to hire additional staff to process all those so the administrative requirement goes up right right so we spent about a hundred and ten thousand dollars on additional temporary staffing um we had to print all those additional ballots and additional you know envelopes and postage and all that and so that was about two hundred and sixty six thousand dollars and um 
you know, there was some additional um, equipment that we needed to purchase that was about, you know, two or 3000 So you kind of put those um, numbers together. Oh, and also we did some additional voter education to let people know sure. that we had um, additional vote-by-mail opportunities. So you put all that together, and that's about $400,000 yeah. that the property taxpayers of Lancaster County didn't have to foot the bill sure. to encourage more voting during a pandemic. Yeah, and one of the questions I have, you know, and, and again, for the audience, we're taking some things that at some level is very complicated, but at the same time, um, we're we're trying to get it out verbally so that we understand, you know, what happened, uh, what the decision-making process was, where it was spent, and I appreciate mm-hmm. you, you know, telling the audience that. Um, and ultimately, when you look at it from that perspective, even myself, who is suspect of certain things i can go back and go okay the intent was grant money increase essentially drop boxes so that people during a pandemic could have ease to vote okay so the intent is is not bad you know i'm gonna i'm going on record folks that intent is not bad now one of the questions right that we as we go now hindsight after Mm -hmm. the fact is okay ballot boxes get increased we have kind of a nation that's gone digging and again i don't think i don't know if it's the county's responsibility but ballot boxes are supposed to be secured in certain ways and i think that is election commissioner type stuff as well as kind of i hate to use the word hold a government approach but Mm -hmm. i think with regard to the issue is you guys got the grant with the intent to have folks be able to vote during the pandemic. Looking forward, right, if th- if this was available again, do you think it is something that Lancaster County would, would do today with information you're hearing from constituents and folks? In my mind, it was a one-time grant to be utilized during the pandemic. Now, we've purchased the you know, ballot boxes, so yeah. we could utilize those again. Um, I think we're always going to have that additional cost because people that voted by mail like that convenience, mm-hmm. and so I think we will continue to see that number high. Sure. Um, so that, you know, additional staffing is probably a cost that uh, will be factored in um, in the election commissioner's budget in the future. Yeah, I think, too, the other thing is, is one of the things where when we look at this is, uh, we question, well, can't we, and, and again, you're not, there's nothing wrong, like you said, you save taxpayers money to do that. I think one of the questions going forward is, given uncertainty in election security, so to speak, as we sit today, um, my guess is taxpayers would rather eat that cost, maybe, maybe not, than um, bring in an entity that might get questioned as much as this has nationally. I have a great deal of confidence in our uh, Republican election commissioner, um, our Republican secretary of state, and our Republican governor about the level of election security that we have in this state. But that doesn't mean that we don't need to continue to monitor it very specifically. Yeah, I, I, and I think it's something that uh, the leaders of our state are, are monitoring, going to take care of. It's something we got to take serious, folks. 1,499.3-K-L-I-N. You're getting the... 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. 
All right, we're back at the bottom of the hour. We got Deb Shore from the county board, county commissioner, as I like to call it. Is it commissioner or board or both? Can I? It is uh, the Lancaster County Board, and we are county commissioners. Yeah, county commissioner. I like the term county commissioner Commissioner. better, but it's the county board. Uh, Deb's in here. We're going to get to her uh, all second segment. Uh, We've kind of broke down uh, some of her uh, passions for serving. Uh, passions moving forward, some of the things she's most proud of, some of the challenges. Uh, we just went over uh, what most of us know as, as Zuckerbucks and ballot uh, boxes and, and through the pandemic. And one of the things I want to say is, um, you know, Deb has said, along with many of the other Republican and conservative leaders, that election security is a big issue and needs to be watched. And she views uh, that grant, if you will, it was a grant from the Center for Tech and Civic Life, as a one-time COVID deal. Um, But I think that, you know, the fact that we are talking election security and we are talking um, as a group of citizens, as well as our elected officials, about the issues is healthy. What we're doing about it, you're seeing legislation right now, up at our state level, you're seeing different things going on. So it's not being blown off but everybody recognizes there's issues and yes it's frustrating i'm not gonna lie 14993 klin drive time lincoln with the commander jack riggins on the voice of lincoln 14993 klin all right we're back uh, it is whatever wednesday but not really it's just charlie what charlie siege eight Come on, come on. Charlie Siege 5. Okay, Charlie Siege 5. Detainee 722 is keeping the commander on track here. We've got uh, Deb Shore, county commissioner, part of the county board. Mm -hmm. I'm getting it right. I'm going to say commissioner. I just love commissioner. I do, too. (laughs) (laughs) I actually watched Yellowstone, and at some point I talked to somebody in the county. I said, hey, do we have like a livestock commissioner type thing that I could do for the county? (laughs) And they they were like, no, Jack, you you cannot... uh, you cannot arm up and walk around the right, county right. enforcing livestock rules. Right, I was that's, like, yeah. that's, that's TV. Yeah, yeah that's TV, mm-hmm. exactly. But it still was a, it, it was a cool thought, and it's probably mm-hmm. why guys like me like Yellowstone. Um, <laughs> you know, one of the other issues is uh, Pam Dingman's been on quite a bit, uh, mm-hmm. the county engineer, and I'm very sympathetic to infrastructure, meaning roads, bridges, and the county being able to uh, continue kind of the maintenance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also... In this day and age right now with the Biden administration and we hear terms like infrastructure and then people say, oh, well, no, that's that's not going to be money for roads and bridges. It's going to be money for this. But she has laid out, at least on this show, you know, some compelling things. And I want to make sure that we're thinking through that. But I want to hear from you who is on the board and is dealing with those issues. You know, what is going on with that um, now and in the future and, and, and kind of. How are we going to attack that and approach those issues? Well, I I appreciate that question. Um, One of the most important things the uh, county board does is set the budget. Mm -hmm. And uh, in doing so, we work with uh, the other eight elected officials and then our 13 department directors. And um, each one of those um, departments or elected officials come forward with their budget requests. And it's their job to advocate in front of the county board uh, for you know, what they feel they need to operate, you mm-hmm. know, effectively in, in the next year. And um, I have great respect for Pam Dingman. You know, she advocates every single year for increased funding. Uh, one of the things that, um, you know, I wanted to share with you, uh, since um, 
Pam was elected county engineer, you know, about eight years ago. Her county budget has gone up 40%. So that's the county board saying, yes, funding for infrastructure is important. Um, and I went back and, and did some work also um, comparing numbers with our other two largest departments, which is our Department of Corrections, mm-hmm. or our adult uh, detention facility, and also the Sheriff's Office. In that same time, compared to Pam's 40% increase, and just generally, I think it went from $12 million to $17 million. I can get those exact figures, but that's a ballpark. In that same time, our corrections department, their budget has gone up only 34%, and our sheriff's budget only 30%. So Pam has received a greater percentage sure. increase than any than those other uh, two large operating um, you know, I did support, it's very hard for me as a fiscal conservative to support a levy increase, mm-hmm. but I did back in 2019. That was the year of the, you know, historic flooding. Right. And, um, you know, we had, I think, 28 uh, bridges closed at the, the highest number at one point in time. And um, the county engineer needed funding right now. And so that uh, levy increase uh, provided two million dollars in additional funding uh, for the for the county engineer. So, um, and just remember, we only have property tax. So every sure. time we allocate additional funding, that comes out of every taxpayer's budget. And I just wanted to talk also about this current year's budget because that was 2019. Um, the county receives income um, from a, what we call our Keno Fund. Mm-hmm. We receive a percentage of the Keno gambling uh, revenue that comes back to the county. We took $1 million from our Keno Fund to support additional infrastructure in this coming year. Uh, we had some CARES Act money that we were able to utilize. That was the first round of federal funding that came down yes. as a result of the pandemic. So we were able to use um, a million dollars in CARES Act uh, funding to support the county engineer's budget, as well as a half million dollars that uh, we um, designated for work on South 68th Street. I don't know if you're familiar with that corridor, oh, yeah. but it is... Um, Something that I have heard from constituents uh, year after year about necessary road improvements there. So yeah. that was 2.5 additional dollars um, in this current uh, year's budget that we allocated to the county engineer. And I, I want to talk about ARPA a little bit later. Uh, that's the American uh, Recovery Plan Act. But um, of the $62 million that uh, we received in, in that round, uh, we allocated $2.5 million for culvert repair, mm-hmm. which is yes, infrastructure right there, infrastructure there. And we're working right now to um, allocate approximately um, $100,000 um, from the ARPA funds to assist the county engineer in hiring an additional engineer for her staff uh, to do more design work um, for some of those bridges that are still closed. And, you know, we've gone from 28 bridges closed, I checked before I came here, down to just nine. Yeah. And, you know, nine is still too many, and we're working hard to continue to reduce that number. Yeah, I know they, they've done a good job uh, of, of getting us down from, you know, the double mm-hmm. digits, as I call it, and they're very mm-hmm. proud of that. Um, and I suspect as time goes on with some of the monies coming in, there will be opportunities. Uh, one of the things you brought up, it's kind of a sidebar, but I haven't had anybody to ask. Will our county benefit from the new casinos and things like that? 
Yes. Because you mentioned Kino money, right, so then right, I went, well, right, wait a minute, I right, haven't had a chance right. to really um, talk about that. You know? And um, I think we'll benefit in, well, two ways. First of all, um, just the the, con- the construction, sure. you know, the, the value of the building itself, adding, uh, you know, an amazing property uh, to the property tax rolls. Um, you know, it'll benefit this community with additional jobs. But the second way is a lodging tax. You know, anytime you stay in a hotel, you pay 4% lodging tax, and the county oversees those funds. And we use it in two ways. Uh, one, um, and it's overseen in conjunction with the Convention of Visitors Bureau. Uh, one way is they work to recruit additional conferences, conventions, mm-hmm. you know, big events here to Lincoln. And then secondly, um, they provide grant funding to um, those attractions in our community um, so they can, you know, expand, develop, um, you know, have special events. And, you know, two of the easy ones I, I point to are always the Children's Museum and the Children's Zoo. But um, there are things all through throughout the city um, and throughout the county. Um, there is a, a wonderful um, municipal theater um, in Hickman, the Nebraska Community Theater, and, um, you know, we've supported ballparks and, and Malcolm and Waverly. So it's a variety of things, but the uh, number of hotel rooms there and the convention space is going to be a great benefit for Lincoln and Lancaster County. Yeah, that's great. You know, and Terry Wagner's been on um, and, you know, has been very uh, forthright and in, in and saying that, you know, he feels very supported and thanks you guys for that. I don't know if you were listening to that show yeah. way back, but, uh, you know, that was good to hear because I'm a big, uh, you know, law and order guy, if you will. Well, and one of the things that um, we have done in the last year is set aside, or I guess it's been two years now, set aside funding for body cameras yeah. for our officers for uh, greater protection for them. You know, when I hear, you know, you go through it, it, it sounds like you're satisfied or I don't know that you can ever be satisfied, but in the balancing of priorities and funding, you know, that the board is doing. Um, I think, you know, I would be safe to say maybe I'm taking liberty. I think that people can easily listen and think, well, you know, Deb Shore is a deciding factor. No, you're a member of a board. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like all things in a democracy, uh, you have to work hard for the things that are, you know, personally and to your constituents a priority but also the other board members and theirs. And I think right. that we sometimes miss that here in America, that the work has to go on in essentially micro-negotiations yeah. in all priorities of funding, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And, and county government is different in, um, you know, if they see at the federal level or the state level or the city level where you have, a, you know, a chief executive and then, yeah. you know, the, the legislative body. Um, in Lancaster, in county government, it's the five county commissioners, yeah. and so we have to work together to make decisions. Uh, you can have the best idea in the world, but if you don't have two other commissioners that are willing to support you, your sure. idea will go nowhere. And um, that leads me, I, I did want to comment on the um, recent salary That's increases. funny, I was going to ask you, because yep. I thought, you know, this would be good this to get perfect. that, you know, yeah, that you, question you, out there. Yeah, so you, you beat gave me a, a great segue. Um, you know, I spent a lot of time studying uh, the report that was issued by our salary re- review committee. Um, you know, HR professionals, uh, you know, uh, 
our human resources department, private sector people, uh, current and former elected officials uh, reviewing um, their their report and looking at the comparables. We um, always compare ourselves when we're doing union negotiations with what we consider our peer counties, mm-hmm. um, whether they're in Iowa or Kansas, um, but peer counties. And so kind of we're able to see where we were in comparison to where they were and, you know, it gave it a lot of thought. And, um, you know, 16% was just too much. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's a possibility of maybe phasing it in over a period of time. But, um, you know, when the when the vote was taken, um, it was four to one. And I was on the, the losing end of that vote. Well, so. and that's, uh, again, uh, folks, you're hearing exactly how that came about um, and, you know, that's not just for a pay increase. That's for everything that the board decides on um, of where our money goes. And, you know, I, I'm glad to hear you say that. I think, you know, where most people that I talk to, you know, it's coming out of a COVID. They see that number. They We sometimes get confused. And I want you, you know, listeners, follow me here. You know, we had the city council talking about money coming back, right, to the citizens at one point in time. Okay, and that's a different pot. That's a different group. Right. So, you know, but when you see that the sticker value, I'm going to say, and then you hear just, you know, four or five months back in the city's budget talking about, well, we might return some money to taxpayers. You know, I I can understand the angst there. Um, But you also have to know that, um, like a lot of things, it's majority rule. And, uh, you know, while the increase went through, um, you know, Deb Shore represented fiscal values and uh, majority rules. You have to understand that. That's why I have this show, and this is why I talk about your vote matters, and it's important because our representatives can go there and they can hold the values and just in our democracy, you don't win because it's majority rules in some of these things. Um, ARPA is yeah. a big thing, and I've been studying it. It's a lot to take in I, it is, if you're not working on it's, it. Yeah, it is a lot. But, um, you know, there is so much that's going on with it. Um, I just want you to kind of hit the highlights or the summaries that you sure. feel are important sure. to the, the county residents. And, and just to refresh your, your viewers' memories, um, this is American uh, Recovery Plan Act. Uh, Lancaster County uh, received $62 million. Uh, the allocations were made based upon population. Uh, the city of Lincoln received $43 million. And um, one of the things that I'm really excited about, uh, we are some of our allocations are already in contract negotiations. We've made final decisions, but some of it we're still kind of working on. But one of the things that we've taken action on is um, rural broadband. And that's one of the things that the pandemic really highlighted was the challenges of those who live in the more you know rural parts of Lancaster County, um, being able to, to work from home, to you know do school from home, and have that high speed you know dependable uh, quality. Internet. I have to comment real quick. You know what drives me nuts? What being back you know in the state I was raised in is I swear to God and cell towers and broadband. Iraq and Afghanistan sometimes have better infrastructure, (laughs) and so I'm a big proponent of getting broadband and getting um, the infrastructure for Mm -hmm. those things to all Nebraskans. Right. Um, Because there's just nothing worse in today's day and age if you have lagging computers or your your cell drops, Um, and so I'm glad to hear that. Right, right. And um, 
So that's one of the things that um, I'm excited about. Um, I mentioned um, previously that we are allocating $2.5 million for um, culvert uh, replacement um, to assist the, the county engineer. Uh, we're also working with the Rural Water District. Um, if you live here in the city of Lincoln, of course, you have Lincoln Water. But if you are living um, outside, you're either on a septic or provide services provided by a rural water district. And uh, Rural Water 1, which is kind of the southeastern um, quadrant of the county, um, have, has had some water quality issues and also um, some capacity issues. And um, I am a strong supporter of development, and so to increase their capacity will uh, allow uh, more development, more, you know, a residential expansion, yeah. more property on the, on the property property tax rolls. So uh, that's something else. And then this item has been in, in the paper quite a bit, but the uh, $1.5 million that we allocated to uh, the airport to help recruit additional air carriers here in, in Lincoln. So There's a lot of energy behind um, flying out of Lincoln. There really is. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to see that, um, you know, the county board is taking that you know, same approach. I mean, I just, I think we can do it. That's my goal is mm-hmm. that, you know, we don't need to be another Epley, but we want to have carriers coming in and out, you know, so that we can get on a hopper to Denver or to Chicago and transfer. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad to see that we're thinking kind of big, as I like mm-hmm. to say, uh, with our airport. Yep. Um, and one of the things that kind of swayed me on that is listening to uh, the Lincoln Partnership for Economic Development. And as they work to uh, recruit new business to Lincoln and help those expand. You know, air service was one, affordable housing was another one, and then uh, a you know highly educated workforce. Sure. So those you know those three issues um, are important to you know expanding and growing our community. Yeah. Again, we're on with uh, Deb Shore, County Commissioner. Um, wow, four terms, correct? Correct. And this and would be the fifth. This would be the fifth. And okay. Um, Okay. I am still passionate about county government. I hope your uh, listeners can can he- hear that. And um, it would be my honor to serve um, my those constituents for another four years. Yeah, the, you know, I think one of the things, and again, I, you know, I, I'm definitely uh, I'm comfortable on the radio now. Uh, but there's still a lot of issues even locally that I'm trying to wrap my head around. Uh, and, but I think over the last two or three years. Citizens across America, as well as Lancaster County, have become more interested in what is being decided and who's being elected and what they're doing in office. And I think that's a good thing. And I think one of the things and why I appreciate you coming in and taking the time is to not only provide the historical context of your service, but of some of the decisions, you know, most recently, as well as, you know, some of the things that. Uh, folks, if you want to download, you know, the the ARPA stuff, as we like to say, mm-hmm. the Amer- American Recovery Act, uh, the website of the county commissioners, it, it's easy. But digging through it, if you're not a professional, mm-hmm. can be very difficult. And so it's nice to have someone that works in that explain mm-hmm. it and, and how it affects us in the community. One of the questions I had is I know there's solar wind farms uh, being built up north um, are we funding some of that? Am I right? Yeah. Um, am I north? I, I mean, uh, you know, if I don't drive out to right. it. Um, but it, how is that coming together with the county? 
Um, um, the uh, application from uh, Ranger Power was approved by the county board. Um, I was um, a part of the the team that worked for a compromise. Um, mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that we increased the setbacks between you know the, sure. the solars and to um, to the residences. Um, we were notified um, this week that a lawsuit has been filed okay. in that issue. So um, I, I guess the best answer is, is stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. A lot of things, you know, still have to be worked out a- across mm-hmm. a lot of fronts. Mm-hmm. But uh, appreciate all the time and all the answers, and I wish you the best. Well, thank you very much, Jack. I, I appreciate it and um, would love to come back. You bet. 1499 3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, we're finishing up today on uh, Wednesday with Deb Shore, county commissioner, who is an incumbent, has served uh, four terms, and is running for a fifth term. And so, um, yeah, let's get some information on both county commissioner, but also your new candidacy. Sure, sure. Um, We have touched on a whole wide spectrum of issues today. And so if your listeners um, have any uh, specific questions about any of these county issues that um, we've talked about, uh, you can just go to the Lancaster County website on uh, the uh, Board of Commissioners, all my contact information is, is right there. Uh, county cell phone, um, county email, and I'd be glad to provide additional information. And on the campaign side, as I said, I've been out uh, already meeting with different, um, you know, groups, whether it's, you know, um, business groups or development groups, and um, already soliciting feedback, neighborhood associations, and uh, we'll be kicking off my new campaign website here in, in a week or so, and um, really uh, going to work hard uh, to listen to what's important to the constituents and um, remind them all to get out on Election Day and, and vote. It's really one of the privileges of our democracy. Yeah, we share that uh, we share that passion, and again, I appreciate your time. I know you're busy, and uh, and I know you're in a race. You know, we had one of the competitors on yesterday uh, in Matt Schulte, and I think that that's healthy. Uh, but more importantly, listeners, uh, I want you to realize that you know the job here is to get us all educated on issues that affect us in the county uh, and the city. Also, to be able to ask questions and find common solutions. Um, if you're one of the people that thinks, you know, we're just going to bull over and, you know, kind of take over anything, that's not how the democracy works. We have to find common solutions. Um, so I appreciate when an incumbent and somebody that's working in the county comes in and explains things. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, 1499.3. We'll see you tomorrow.